0: Hello everyone. My name is Natalie Ledwell, and this is the Inspiration Show. Today we are coming to you live. I'm actually coming to you live from San Diego. I'm actually in Glenn's office at this very moment. Um, I'm down here visiting the team, so I thought I'd do the uh, the show from here today. Now today we're actually going to be talking about conscious parenting, and I have my guest is going to be sharing a very personal story of how he got into doing this type of work, um, and how he's empowering parents around the world to be able to uh, parent scream free <laughs> So can you please uh, help me in joining my guest, Mr. John Edwards. How are you, John?
1: Yeah, good, thank you, Natalie. Thanks so much for having me.
0: It is an absolute pleasure. And as you can hear, John is also from Texas, like myself. Um, <laughs> actually, John is actually coming to us from South, uh, South Australia at the moment, So, um, so that's so great. Now, what we're going to do is actually start, first of all, John, with your story and how you got into doing this type of work.
1: Yeah, Natalie, I um I grew up in a family with an alcohol, very violent alcoholic father and a, a, a mother that on most occasions just battled to survive. Uh it, it wasn't a it wasn't a great start to life. I I remember if you can picture a a ten or a twelve year old boy sitting in, in pajamas in the corner of his bedroom, shaking, crying and a mother sitting beside him doing exactly the same thing and my father would stand at the the bedroom doorway and scream abuse and yell and really pick my mother so that she would come out of the room and and she would stay for hours and hours and and she would do that the majority of nights of the week Natalie and she would stay there because while she was there she was safe and as soon as she walked out of the room she would be hit. so she had a terrible life um, and it was a, a terrible way to be to be raised um, and my, my sister, she would be in the other bedroom just wondering what was going on um, and her perspective wasn't much better um, and that went on for years and years until I was about 18 and we left home and we left home Natalie because the final straw was Dad had broke a whole lot of beer bottles on the, um, the floor in the house. He'd walked through them all, cut all his feet and gone to work and didn't even realise he got home. We'd left um, finally, probably 18 years too late, but but we did leave. Um, and he started ringing hospitals because uh, he was fearful of what he'd done to us and he didn't even realise he'd walked through the glass with his own feet. So life was, life was pretty tough to start with and I'm sure many of you... People listening now can probably relate to that and probably have worse um, stories of their own. But but that was mine, yes. and it it led into my parenting. I was I was a parent from a very early age, uh, 23, and my wife was 21. Um, but luckily, I found the right person, Natalie, because we've been married for 23 years, um, which is a blessing. But starting off parenting, I did a terrible job. In fact, I brought <laughs> a whole lot of subconscious triggers or behaviours into my parenting that I didn't even realise. And I screamed, I yelled, I argued with my kids and they were only toddlers at that stage, they were only 4, 5 and, and younger and they weren't doing anything wrong, they were just being normal kids but I was way over the top. Um, I was my dad. I would brought in everything that I'd had when I was raised and brought that into my parenting and, and many of us do that and it wasn't until my son was about 12, 13 and again I remember and it's it's not something that I'm proud of but it was a turning point for me so I, I'll share it with the audience and it was my son hadn't, we had a dog and my son hadn't cleaned up the mess, it was outside, it was his job to clean up the mess after the dog and he hadn't done it as usual and I went outside and he was outside and I I had him by the throat up against the brick wall of the house and I had my fist back and I was ready to punch him in the face. Who punches their own kid, Natalie? Um, and that was a moment where I realized I had to do something and I had to change something. And He was in tears, I was in tears. I was often in tears, Natalie. Um, Racked with guilt of the way I was behaving but I didn't know what to do. And from that moment on things changed. So. I want to really empower parents. Parents that parents that um, are having difficulties or have been not had a great start to life because not everybody has a, a blessed childhood. Um, and if you don't have that, there's no rule book. There's no parenting guidebook that they give you when you leave hospital. You have all. Oh, it's it's really interesting, Natalie. You have you, you become pregnant, or the lady becomes pregnant. You have a a uh, gynaecologist, you have all these tests done all the way through to you give birth and you've got a gynaecologist, maybe an anaesthetist, epidurals, all these sort of things, the baby's looked after. Once that's over, they say, see you later and go home. There is no rule book and everyone fumbles and bumbles away as best they can. Um, while our kids are young, it's it's time to really um, engage with them in a, a conscious, positive and considered manner of parenting because it makes the world a difference to the way those kids are raised.
0: Yeah. So what would you say is your definition of what, of what conscious parenting is? Because it seems like it's a, it's a new term that I haven't really heard before.
1: Yeah, conscious parenting to me is not parenting by the seat of your pants and I'm not sure whether that's an Australian expression Natalie but it means not parenting in the moment. It actually means when a situation occurs handling that in a considered calm manner. It, it means when misbehaviour occurs you're actually thinking about why that misbehaviour has occurred because kids don't misbehave just to cause us grief there's actually underlying reasons or they're not being emotionally they've got emotional needs that we're not addressing so being a conscious parent is being aware of those those emotional needs that sit behind the behavior that you're experiencing and addressing those behaviors Um, it's also understanding that how often have you heard Natalie that a parent will say geez my kid made me do that or he was just playing up so badly that I had to do that. It's his fault. You know, we're the parents, we're the adults. Um, it's a whole load of rubbish. The only person that, that you can change and you're responsible for is yourself. I can't make you change, Natalie, and you can't make me change. And the same applies for parenting. You can't make your kids change. You can lock them in their bedroom, but they're not going to change if they don't want to change. So, Conscious parenting is about being able to adapt your behaviour as a parent to affect change in your children.
0: Right. So so, so tell me, what's one of the um, what's one of the lessons, or one of the um pieces of information that you share with parents that seems to have the biggest revelation? Seems to be the oh my goodness, I wish I had known this years ago.
1: I think a couple things. Um, Number one is, nothing's personal. Parents tend to take things, their, their children's misbehavior, very personally, and it, it, it's it's not a personal interaction. The kids are not trying to actually hurt you as a, a mum or a dad, but they're actually just trying to engage you in a way that they can get a reaction that they require to feel, fulfill their needs. Um, I think that's a really big one um, that you need to you need to address these parenting issues in a sort of a semi-detached way, Natalie. Um, and take take that hurtfulness out of it um, and the other one is that when you engage a child if you change your behaviour then they're going to change theirs and, and that's a really big one. For instance if you've got a child that's struggling for power in the house and they're always debating and arguing the point with you if you continue to argue with them they're getting exactly what they want if you just stop you've actually modified your behaviour and a child doesn't want to fight or argue with themselves it might take a minute or so for them to stop but they will stop and if you continue to modify behavior in that way then theirs becomes ineffective and, and they will change the way they're addressing issues so yeah don't take things personally and modify your behavior and choices and consequences don't think of punishment don't think of punishment but think of ways that you can provide choices particularly for toddlers if you don't pick up your toys then I'm going to put your toys away for a day and give them the choice. And with teenagers, set them a consequence. If they're driving your car and they bring the car back late or they don't put the petrol in the car, then they don't get to drive the car for a couple of days. Um, and that puts a decision making process onto your children and takes it off of you as being the bad parents. Parents are off the, you know, the bad parent syndrome. Uh, no more of that, but actually put the decision making process on your kids. And if we can teach toddlers at a very early age to be responsible for their own choices and their own decisions and the consequences that follow, then we're really empowering for later in life. Um, no, it's awesome.
0: so and and you're helping them with their decision making processes, the whole thing. Um, oh, absolutely. So, I mean and a lot of what you're talking about is, is also about giving children parameters, giving them border guidelines and giving them structure, you know, which they want as well. Now what you were saying is making a lot of sense. So how did how did you go from you know a, that point of desperation to knowing all of this really cool stuff?
1: Yeah, it didn't happen overnight, Natalie. Um, I, I probably had two journeys. I had a journey to deal with my past and a journey to deal with my parenting future. So I did a lot of courses um, with I don't know whether he's popular over in the states, but Dr. John Demartini, uh did a lot of John's. Did a lot of John's work. Um, it made me realize that there are a whole lot of positives out of my upbringing that I didn't recognize. It made me a stronger person. It made me a much more compassionate person. Um, and I was a school teacher for eighteen years, and I think school was always my safe haven as a child. And it followed through, and it made me a damn good teacher for eighteen years. That that compassion that I got out of my childhood. So I dealt with that. Um, and then looked at my parenting and realized many of the things that I just discussed with you, that my children weren't deliberately behaving poorly. Um, They weren't trying to get at me. Um, That wasn't their motive but I really wasn't addressing their emotional needs um, because they were walking around on eggshells if you like. They were tiptoeing, trying not to upset their dad Um, and it took a while for me to realize that but once I realized that then I could start to address how I was parenting and it probably took 18 months to two years, Natalie, for my kids to start to trust me again that I wasn't just being a good, calm parent for one week, that it was going to be a stretch of time. Um, also, something that I teach in my mastery course is journaling and action plans. And part of being a conscious parent is actually journaling each incident that you have with your kids because you're actually then becoming conscious of what's happening and how you're behaving. And, and triggers that are, that are occurring that you may not be aware of. For me, when we were younger, we didn't have much money, my wife and I, so as soon as we discussed finances, I was in an anxious state and it didn't matter what, what my kids did, I'd scream at them. Uh, yeah, you're shaking your head because it, it's something that we can all relate to. And Much of this isn't brain surgery, Natalie, but it's about simply becoming conscious of how you're behaving and how you can change that to, to raise great kids.
0: Yeah, that's a great uh, great suggestion about the journaling. You know, um, I, uh, I know that, you know, when, when it comes to our behaviors and our programs, um, when we look at our parents' behaviors, it's not only that sometimes we emulate what their behavior was because that's what we know, but sometimes we rebel against it as well. And so when sure. you can look at those two, the the through of the two of those, um, and then you can actually sit down at the end of the day and consciously go, okay, well, what could I have done better? Uh, what did I do right, what could I have done better um, and how will I change my behavior moving forward I think is a very empowering way to be able to do that. So I, I know that you've worked with a lot of parents, is there one story in particular that you can share, an example of some that you've worked with that have really, you know, been able to have a, a massive breakthrough with their family?
1: Yeah, I think one one family, particularly f- um, one father and son, a teenager, Um father and son were very similar and it quite often happens that they have much the same personality and hence they tend to butt heads um, which makes life difficult and I must admit my son and I still do that a little bit at the moment but um, they weren't talking, they they fought and they argued every time they saw each other so it was a matter again of um, having the father sit down and quite often it's working with the parent or the mum or the dad to realise that it's not a blame situation. It's not a let's blame the child or I'm blaming you as a parent. But it's, it's a how can we work together to solve this problem. And we had this parent journal for about a month. And at the end of each week, Natalie, we, we have um, trends. And we, we put all that parenting journal together and we work out whether there's any trends in their behaviour over that week, which is really invaluable information. And what he was working out was that on a lot of occasions there are a lot of events there that he was screaming at his child or losing his temper that he could just let slide. Whether the child hadn't the son hadn't put the garbage out right when he wanted it to, but he put it out an hour later, it really didn't matter. And if the dishes weren't done exactly on time but they were done let, let it be. Um, and what happened was that the father started to relax a little bit, the son started to relax a little bit and they started to build a relationship again. But it was all about working out what he was doing as a father, where he could relax a little bit. There were areas that he couldn't relax because they were too important. Um, and to realize that his son wanted to engage him, but he, neither of them knew how. So the father actually took on a bit of research because there's a generation gap there now Natalie. Our life as parents is very different to our children's lives and they're listening to music on the internet, there's different movies, there's video games, there's a whole array of things that we don't really understand and for this father a really important thing was to start to do some research into what his son loved and actually start to engage him in conversation about those things and they slowly started to create a bond together and and their relationship now is much stronger than it's ever been. So, yeah. Awesome. Yes. Well,
0: I will run out of time. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing knowledge, um, which is, uh, you know, I, and I think we were talking before. Uh, I know that you, through your website, and we'll get, I'll get you to tell people what that website is in a moment, but, um, but you work with parents and, and creating an environment where they can share the challenges that they're facing, um, I think is really important because sometimes we think that we're struggling on our own. And that no one else in the world is is having the same challenge that we are. But when we can sort of talk about it that in a safe environment, um, we realise that we're not alone, um, and it's easier for us to be able to ask for help. So, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, John, where can we send them?
1: Yeah, it's, <coughs> it's just me, Natalie. It's www.parentconsciously.com.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Um, so, thanks again, John. Um, what well, it, it must be morning, midday over there at the moment. It's
1: nearly 11 Perfect. at the bottom of the world, Natalie.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you again for joining me um, and uh, for sharing that amazing information. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video and all of the information in it. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Click the banner to the side there to go straight through to John's website to find out all about uh, him and the products that he has. Um, make sure that you download the app if you haven't done so already so you can watch the shows on the go. You don't have to be in front of your computer anymore. And uh, make sure that you leave your email in the box on the page here because I would love to send you the Manifesting with the Master's video e-course. $87 and I would love to send it to you for free. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and Love Without Limits. We'll see you soon.